Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Now, you know there's a, a, a subject we haven't yet covered. It's, it, it's, sort of, it's sort of the elephant of art history, the elephant. The elephant, come on, you, you, you can't miss it, our elephant. The elephant in the room, our elephant, our behemoth, our, our colossus, our, our chief protagonist. No, I'm not talking about the critics or the curators or even the art dealers. No, no, no. Honestly, we, 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 could, we could probably live without them. Our primary pachyderm, our oxygen, our sun, the air we breathe, and the star around which we orbit and revolve are the collectors, the art collectors. And it is about time we pay fair tribute to our noble benefactors, because without, without the collectors, well, there simply would be no art world. Look, let's just face it. Without Julius II, Pope Julius II, there'd be no Michelangelo in the Sistine Chapel. And, 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 and without the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V, and I'll spare you the tired witticism that he was neither Roman nor holy, I'll spare you that one. Without Charles V, Titian would never have painted that, that famous equestrian portrait, you know, the one that's, that's at the Prado where Charles V is wearing all that, that heavy black armor and those form-fitting black tights with that, with that, that odd, ugly underbite, that the, a bearing pictorial witness to generations and generations of, of willful inbreeding. It's a, it's a great, it's a great painting. Uh, it, it's a painter's painting, whatever, whatever that means. Anyway, Charles V, and, 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 and what about Chucky Five's baby boy Phil, Philip II, Philip II, without Philip II, there'd be no Venus and Adonis, also by Titian, and if, and, 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 and if you don't know what I'm talking about by now, you, you probably have no real business listening to my honestly not so highbrow podcast, but okay, let, let, let me make it more let me make it a bit more accessible and bring it up, up to date a little bit. Think about, think about the patronage of Peggy Guggenheim. Heck, without Peggy, Jackson Pollock. The great Jackson Pollock probably would have quit painting and probably, I don't know, drink himself to death. Collectors are important. They are very, very, very important. With, with, with Peggy's help, with her indulgence and, and her support, Pollock was able to paint and drink himself to death. So there you are, which reminds me. Um, I was just out the other night having a, a few cocktails with, with a bunch of, of bitter and, and, and justifiably neglected artists, and the, and the subject of art fairs came up. Now, I don't know about you, but when I went to art school, the idea of linking the word art with the word fair, 
I don't know, conjured up images of, 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 I don't know, brightly lit Ferris wheels surrounded by craft kiosks and, 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 and face painting booths. But anyway, times have changed and, and, and cubicles have become our design metaphor of choice. So, so now, art fair means, I guess, potential access to, to, to cultural social climbing, I suppose. So, so I'm sitting there in this, in this tavern, nursing some kind of craft beer that tastes vaguely like, I don't know, breakfast cereal. And, and, and this one friend of mine, well, well, she's not really a friend, I, I guess. She, she's sort of more of an acquaintance or, um, I don't know, more like a, an acquaintance of a friend of mine's mom and, and, and basically she was tagging along trying to get her name mentioned in my podcast and and you know how you know how networking goes so she's sitting with us at this bar bistro place and we're all sharing a big plate of fried calamari and this and this friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of an acquaintance says uh, this woman says uh, say uh, you know who's showing at the Napier Do uh, art fair this year and, and, and we're all like, like looking at her, kind of blankly, looking at each other blankly, because none of us was was quite ready to confess to any form of ignorance regarding the art world. And and, and again, she says, Napier Do, Napier Do, you 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 know the the capital of Burma. <laughs> And then, and then we all chime in, Myanmar, you mean Myanmar. And by some s small stroke of linguistic luck, we were all off the hook. We were spared the embarrassment of admitting to our shameful geographic illiteracy. Anyway, anyway, this friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who, who by then had been promoted and had actually become a friend, sort of, and, and, I, and I promised to include her in the podcast, so... Uh, you should know that, 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 that I'm talking here about the, the incredibly gifted and as yet unsung multimedia artist Blondine Sergovia, originally from Nevada City, but now living and working in Los Angeles. And I do urge you to, to, to look up uh, her work online. Uh, she, did, did she say she had a, a website? Okay, I'm, I'm going to assume she has a website. I mean, who doesn't have a website these days? They're, they're so cheap and they're, they're so easy. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the guy that delivers my paper in the morning has a website. Seriously, and, and, and it's, it's actually kind of cool. It, 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 it sort of tracks and documents all the places he delivers papers. And, and I get the New York Times, but by no means does he limit himself to delivering the New York Times. I mean, he delivers a bunch of things, the LA Times, the, uh, the Wall Street Journal, uh, uh, the Mar Vista Community Journal, the LA Blade. I mean, how he keeps tabs of all these different publications, who gets what, it's all pretty amazing. Anyway, he has his website, and if you're interested, it's called drivewayskyhook.com, and it's really terrific, I'm not kidding. It's it's sort of like a food blog, but without food, if you know what I mean. Anyway, Blondine Sergovia probably has a website, and you should look it up. Now, uh, where were we? Um, okay, um, yeah. The Napier Doe Art Fair. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So, of course, none of us had any idea that such an art fair 
existed. And, and during a lull in the conversation, we all sort of, uh, we were all sort of stealing quick glances at our cell phones. And, and it's funny because we all reached the same conclusion at the same time. And this collective realization was really quite stunning. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm there with my buddy Al, Al Cohen, Al Cohen the painter. And he's not a very good painter, but that doesn't matter. So I'm looking at Al and he's looking at me and he has this look in his eyes, and, and, and I'm sure I had my own version of the same look in my eyes because we both realized at the exact same time that this art fair in Burma was, was actually the, uh, 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 the real deal. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big deal, and we should have known about it. I mean, the galleries participating, in, in it, were, it was a veritable who's who of, of blue chip gallerists and and the artists i mean besides naomi carter brown and teresita nocturnal they had all these mini retrospectives by the likes of Yaffa Jaffe and, and Dahlia Danton and Henri Domanger and, and Fräulein 715 there, there was there was there was a sold out panel discussion uh, about um, here let me let me read this at the here um, uh, it was about sustainable structuralism in post-historical emerging art economies. And it was moderated by Entebbe Lahmajin from Edinburgh, and it featured this all-star cast. Uh, it had um, Kurata Malaspina, Ezra Carpentier, Orestia Shestov, and Sophia Lagrimar. I mean, wow, right? Who knew? Who knew? I mean, we certainly didn't know, and we were supposed to be, I don't know, the, the cool people, the, the cool kids. So, so before you could say, how about another round of oatmeal beer, we're all checking the cheapest airfares to Rangoon, which we quickly learned is now known as Yangon. And I'm thinking, how do you persuade a bunch of fancy collectors, fancy collectors, to travel to a country all the way to a country best known these days for the violent deportation of one of its ethnic minorities. And my, and my head is, is spinning, thinking about bright pink stainless steel balloon bunny rabbits and, and sock puppets. And I'm wondering how far one could stretch $91 million in a, in a refugee camp in Bangladesh and how today's great collectors make the patrons of the past look like, I don't know, like, like, like cashiers at the 99 cent store. Oh, the collectors, the collectors, the collectors, the collectors, those, those dedicated lovers of art and culture without whom we would never know what we were, well, what we were, what we were worth. Because when you get when you get right down to it, there is really nothing cheaper than the lives of contemporary artists. <laughs>